0: You beautiful people, kids, babies, dogs, cats, whoever. Thank y'all for tuning in and joining us on this lovely, lovely thing we do called the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented by PointsBet. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I am Big Dave. You can follow me at Bow Sports and I am joined by two wonderful people. The people who actually started this thing that we on right now. That man that they call Will Gottlieb, you can follow him at Won't Gottlieb, and our guy Mark K. You can Won't he do it? Follow him at MKHooks. Uh, how you guys doing, man? Will, what's going on with you? Let me talk to you first. How are you? Dude,
1: you did a fantastic job filling in for Peck there, who's just <laughs> slacking, going on vacation in the summertime. I don't know what he's up to, but coming for his job, man. That was great.
0: Oh man, you know he's in summer peck mode, so you know he's living life. He's doing all right down in Texas. Shout out to him, hanging with the nieces. He got beer and he's in a pool of water, and he's just being a, a big six year old. Water, he's, yeah, a pool of water as opposed, you know, to a cup of water, which you can also sit in. <laughs> Mark K, what's up with you, my man?
2: Oh, not much, mate. Um, I've got my, I got my coffee, got my Easter egg, got my takes, I'm ready to uh, have a good conversation with you guys. Can I just right. say that, um, I'm. For whatever reason, I, I feel like I'm going to trash Matt on this episode a lot. Um, so, let, so let me start by saying that that guy has way too much confidence to be rocking those tank tops with those small little arms. I mean, this this whole summer peck vibe is just like, this guy has too much confidence. So Matt, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, so I'm, I'm not even sure if you're going to hear this, but um, at least at the gym, bro, before you're, you're
0: wearing those tank tops. That was going to be my question. Do we think he's going to listen to this? Do we think he's going to hear it? I can no. guarantee you he's going to listen to this. Like, he might be on <laughs> vacation, but Matt never stops working. Like, it's, not, it's not in him.
1: <laughs> I think I said this before. Mark's just got to pick a fight with somebody, you know. Every time he's on, he's just.
2: <laughs> well, he's I, I listen to you guys every day that I'm not on, obviously. And then, like, one of you will say something that annoys me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to save that. I'll write that down for next time. <laughs> and, 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 like, yesterday I was listening to the Derek Jones Jr. conversation whilst I was walking the dogs. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? But that's okay. We wanna, We don't have to rehash that.
1: Yeah, we I won't forget on it. the uh, the revisiting of uh, the back end of the roster evaluations here. Yeah, I think
0: yeah. I like the fact that he writes this stuff down and brings it back up later. Like, I, I kind of like that about him though, man. Seriously, I dig that. Oh,
1: he, he's a student of the game, he's taking yes, notes, man. he's watching film,
0: and a student, of, student the petty of the game as well, student of the <laughs> petty as well. So that is awesome, man. But dude, you've joined us, Mark. This is your first fun Friday show. We're happy you here on this one, man. We got a lot we're going to get into. We're definitely going to talk about Mark's favorite human being in the world, LeVar Ball, and the comments that he had to say about Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. And, of course, we're going to pull out that random Bulls player generator and see what we got, some three fresh new faces. I can't wait to see that. But first, since it's Fun Friday, how about we start with something fun and good? And that is our guy, Ayo DeSumo. Making the all rookie team in the NBA. This is freaking exciting for me. I'm very happy for him. He made the second team. Uh, Joey, if you got that, you can put that up for me, sir. We can see that. Oh, how, how beautiful that is up there. As you can see, that's that second team. That's Ayo Desumu. He is joined by Chris Duarte, representing Dominican Republic. Josh Giddy, Bones Highland, and Herbert Jones. Uh, guys, before I get into uh, Your dislikes about this, licks because I'm sure you guys have some. Can you tell me uh, your feelings on Io making this second team? Are you okay with it? How excited you are about it? Will, I'll start with you, my man. I'm very excited. I thought
1: I was a little nervous. Just, I mean, he had that stretch in the middle of the season where he was on fire on both ends, like locking up Trey Young. Uh, I really stepped in that point guard role, as we talked about in our evaluation. But towards the end of the season, he kind of tapered off. And so I was a little worried that he might not get on it. But I think second team makes sense. Um, Some of the ordering on the rest of it is, you know, maybe up for debate a little bit. Like Herb Jones, I think probably earned a a first team spot, but uh, for Io, that's awesome. Uh, You know, just a a great place to start his career and continue to build on.
2: Yeah, completely agree. I mean, I deserve that second team. Uh, And I I was kind of worried if if he would slip out just because people tend to uh, award recency bias as... The least, as well. that's why I think Jalen Green's on the first yeah, team because you can see, it was Green. yeah, like he, he had maybe two good months and four really bad months. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, he finds himself on the first team. So I was a little bit worried there that maybe I had flipped that, I guess, in the sense that he played better earlier, and would that uh, you know create problems of sorts? but just reward he, he deserved to be on that second team uh i got no issues with him being on the second team my issues are more with <laughs> who's not on the first team and I don't think I should have been on the first team not I'm not going full homo in that sense but mm-hmm.
0: um yeah Jalen Green being on that first team is uh is probably
2: the the, the main talking point
0: yeah definitely he, he definitely deserved to be on the second team like you said uh Marque. I didn't have him uh on the first team but I mean, he was just absolutely deserving. And for me, he these lists are made for guys like him in the season that he had, because I don't think anybody had him making the second team, let alone making the Bulls team. A lot of people had him, you know, going to the G League and things like that. So coming in as a 22-year-old, which is old by NBA standards, but coming in as a 22-year-old with a chip on his shoulder, coming in in the second round, and starting just what, 40 games for the season for the Chicago Bulls, playing in 77 of those games, which is, again, absolutely great. Just a testament to his durability. And what I liked about him most, guys, was he just took on every single challenge, you know, that was presented to him. Whether Billy Donovan, you know, wanted him to be the off-ball guard or whether he wanted him to run point, whether he just wanted him to lock down someone or whether he just wanted him to be a shooter or whether he wanted him to just challenge someone. You know, he always was about, you know, throwing those challenges out to Io, And I think Io did a great job accepting him. He never cried. You never saw him whining about anything. He was just always focused on getting better, just being that sponge. And that's going to do nothing but just make him better as he goes forward in his career. But this is definitely uh, very well-deserved by him.
1: I think it's also interesting just to see some of the other players on here where some of them are just like pure upside plays. Like you said, Mark Jalen Green had a a last uh last two months of the season he kind of caught fire but some of these guys are just like high level contributors on playoff caliber teams whether it's Herb Jones with the uh, Pelicans and they obviously Mm -hmm. had a great first round series against the Suns Mobley was fantastic all year I think Scotty Barnes kind of falls into that road with uh into that role as well with with obviously more upside but then you've got um, just like the pure upside guys who I think are going to end up being really good, put up some numbers on some not so good teams with Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham and your boy, Josh Giddy, who I think definitely, <laughs> despite missing the last two months of the year, deserved to be on that one and possibly even first team.
2: Yeah, I, I, ahead, I think he gets onto that first team if he if he doesn't miss a ton of games, whether that's due to a complete injury or you know sh- some shenanigans over there in o- OKC in terms of uh, you know them going in full tank mode. But yeah, he probably was going to be on that first team. Uh, Herb Jones should have been on that first team, but for I to be on that team, like it speaks to so many different things. Obviously, it speaks to the win of the pick itself, you know, making that right selection. You know, Herb Jones went a little bit after Io, but, you know, nonetheless, Io was a fantastic pick in the second round. It -hmm. speaks to Io himself. And um, Dave, you mentioned like some were not expecting him to be like a contributor this season. Like that was me. I I, uh, I, I assumed he would be part of like the third unit, to be honest with you, if he played Mm -hmm. at all. Um, but not only did he not only did he play and he established himself early, he became the starting point guard of this team for a long, long stretch. To the point where, and Dave, you were talking about this on the um, the IO uh, like evaluation pod that you guys did. Mm-hmm. They do run point guard at, at, a, at a level that I was not prepared for. And I'm, right. you know, I wasn't someone that wanted IO in the draft necessarily. I wasn't an IO hater, so to speak, but it, it wasn't the guy that I was going to take. So maybe my expectations were lower than some particularly uh, those that uh, support the University of Illinois. But I I guess the point was I had low expectations and he blew them out more generally. But in terms of my expectations of him as a point guard and ability to run the offense and the way he defended that point guard position, um, yeah, he was incredible. He was incredible, really. And um, again, like, a, like I mentioned from the top, I listen to you guys every, every other day and um, listen to all the pods. And I, I thought you guys were actually a little bit harsh on IO in your uh, yeah, mm. evaluation podcast. Okay. I, maybe, again, it just speaks to expectations and, and maybe your expectations were different to mine and then maybe why I was so low that to the point that he blew them away in that sense. Mm. But um, what he did for the Bulls in their particular situation and what he was thrust upon, well, what was thrust upon him even was was huge, and the way he responded. Yes, he sort of faded towards the back end there, but mm-hmm. man, was it! uh he was a super impressive, and I hope he builds on this. We got we got a comment in here in the um on the chat about like if he can just get that jumper sorted, then this mm-hmm. dude is going to be a great two way player for a very very long time.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um you kind of hit on this a little bit, but just like the expectation of him for me was. Third string, kind of like smaller three and D, you know, guard down, yeah, like role player. And then not mm-hmm. only did he step up into the second unit, and then eventually the first, the starter unit, but he was also like, you know, adding responsibility to that where it wasn't just like guard and stand in the corner. He was like literally running pick and rolls all the time, and like the ball was in his hand. So uh, he he definitely stepped up well beyond what I thought he could do both in terms of where he would be in the rotation and what he was capable of as a basketball player. So totally agree. I actually have a question guys, that I want your opinion on Uh, how much credit do you think Billy Donovan deserves for being able to identify so quickly add him into the rotation because we've seen bulls coaches too in the past, just unwilling to play rookies, unwilling to play young players. So I think that I, I just, I think that, you know, maybe this all wouldn't have gone the same way if it wasn't
2: Billy at the helm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I mean, you guys know how I feel about Billy. I want Billy to be my dad. I wish he was my dad. And Billy was kind of Io's dad this season. It kind of felt like um, like in a good way. Like, um, <laughs> don't interpret that a certain way. But I, I guess that's... Um, like, I, I just... Yeah, to Joey's point, I'll, I'll derail the question there. But like, mm. some of it was thrust upon him. Like, he had no options and he maybe had to... you know, He had to go to Io. But at the same yeah. time, he kept... He kept trusting Io and Io was showing him a little bit of something, and then he would be like, Okay, cool. That 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 was interesting. Let's let's go to the well a little bit more. And credit to Io as well. Like he was extremely coachable. And and the way Billy was able to, you know, identify how uh, how Io responds to to certain criticism. Some dudes you can bark at, some dudes you need to build up, depending on the player. Mm -hmm. Um, the way Billy understands that element of player evaluation is first rate. And, you know, I, I appreciate the way he handled him both on and off the court. Like, we, we saw him barking at, at Io more so than than Pat, for example. The way he would talk about Io post-game was extremely positive. And Io's just, yeah, Io's the kind of guy that you know is going to reach, reach his peak, whatever it is, because... Just of who he is, the character okay. he is, and and that's probably the most impressive thing about Io. Irrespective of what player he ultimately becomes, I have no concerns at all about what he's, if he's going to reach his ceiling. Whereas, you know, take Pat for example, mm. I have more concerns about that because of just his general timidity. Let's say, whereas Io, there's none of that. This dude just came out and and um, you know, he was just he was just him. And like, I, you guys talked about it the other day in terms of when you're talking about the dunks. That, that dunk he had against the paces, like, mm-hmm. that was the dude just coming in and saying, you know, I'm an NBA player. I've arrived. I'm, I'm going to be a good player. Um, and he took full advantage. So, so credit to, to Io. But, uh, yeah, I love the way Billy handled him
0: all season. Yeah. Shout out to you for the word timidity also. Go, go ahead, Will. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, I was just going to say, I think the the injuries played a role here too where Kobe started the season on the bench uh, out the shoulder injury And then five games in, Patrick gets hurt. And as we've talked about before, having Lonzo and Caruso and Zach and Damar, like you kind of have to play those guys one through four. And so Io comes in off the bench, automatically, you know, steps into this bigger role. And to Mark's point, um, I think Billy just had like a very natural way of connecting with him and like tell him to do something. And then he goes and does it as opposed to Pat, Mm -hmm. where you kind of need to like sit down with him, walk him through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that. I don't know if it's like an age maturity thing or just that's who he is, but it seems like Billy, you know, had a lot of trust in him to be able to learn from his mistakes early on and to run with it. So I think they just had a really good relationship because of the way that they were able to communicate. And then also I was stepping up and playing really well. Like you, Mm -hmm. you kind of have to continue to give guys minutes if they're, if they're balling.
0: I mean, at the risk, and this is probably the only meathead thing I'll say in this segment at it's, he's from Chicago. And and honestly, that is a Chicago mentality that he had every time he stepped on the floor. And when you watched him play, it wasn't I, I have more question about his skill translating to the NBA more so than his mental translating to the mm-hmm. NBA. Yeah. So that's what I was on when I saw that. But watching how he responded and how he reacted and being coachable, like marquez said, and those kind of things, I'm not shocked at that. Like, that's really how it is here, like not complaining and just getting on the court. You know, and what they say, no harm, no blood, no foul. And and that's really kind of the thing we play by here in the city. That's how that's how guys are kind of raised, especially at that guard position. It's like that. So, yeah, I'm I'm not surprised at him mentally, but I had definitely had questions about certain aspects of his game. Like I, I was really surprised his three point shot translated like it did. I mean, he ended up shooting, what, 37 percent from three. I was shocked. I didn't think his three was going, I thought it was going to be something he was going to have to work on in the next couple of years. And, you know, he would get to that kind of level. No. And that has to do with his confidence in his shot and how he's shooting it. So shout out to him for that. And Billy Donovan recognized it, guys. I think he recognized it early. Like I said, he was in that game one. Like I thought he recognized it, you know, during training camp, you know, even in the summer league, cause he didn't have a great summer league, but Billy saw some certain things in him and, I think that's, it wasn't the skill, you know, it was more of the mental weight that he knew he could carry. Cause Billy talked about that a lot, like the thing, nothing rattles IO, you know, I could put him in any position and he's going to respond and, you know, he's not going to get thrown off. He said that quite a few times and said that he wasn't surprised, you know, when Ayo would perform well in those games, much different than us. Cause we were, <laughs> you know, we, we would see him do certain things, but mentally I wasn't surprised at how he responded, but yeah, man, he, He was awesome. He deserves all the credit, all the love. There are videos of him out right now working on his handles. You know what I mean? Like he's in the gym right now trying to get better and just trying to be a better point guard or better guard. I should say in general for the Chicago Bulls going forward. And I'm really I'm really, really excited about it. And but let me ask you guys this, man. Is there anybody on this list that you were surprised actually made this list? either first team or, or second team. Oh, uh, Will, I'll start with you. Anybody that kind of surprised you uh, being on this list? I don't think anybody
1: really surprised me. I would just say shout out to our guys at DNVR, Bones Highland, yeah. friend of the program. Good for him. He was he was awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bones is
2: awesome. Yeah, man. He, he's going to be a really damn good player, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that I was hoping the Bulls would trade up for in the first. Like I was hoping they would trade up in the first round and, and go and grab Bones as he was sort of – sliding down the uh, the order there. But no, no one really surprised me in terms of the top 10 guys. Like maybe you can make a case, case for like Davion Mitchell. But again, he didn't necessarily start well, got got better as things went along. But um, yeah, I don't necessarily have a, uh, an issue with, you know, any snubs per se in terms of the 10 guys that made it. It's more so like, as we already discussed, who, who should be on what team. But um, I think more generally, I think the uh, the names that are on there you know, one through ten. I think that's you know ninety five percent correct. Let's say.
0: So, so before I move on, I I do want you to expound on the Herb Jones because you guys were poking at it a little bit about him not being on that first team. Um, and I, what are your reasons behind it? Because honestly, me looking at it, I was I, my first thought was, oh, Jalen Green mm-hmm. made first team, and I didn't even think twice about it. And seeing Herb Jones being on the second team, I was like, yeah, he had an excellent season. Maybe he should be on first team, but. What do you say people like myself who didn't even blink an eye that Jalen Green was on the first team? Is it just the name, you know, the see? Is that what it is with him?
1: You mean in terms of Jalen not he should not have made first team?
0: Yeah, of of him being on there. Like I said, I didn't I didn't bat an eye with him being on that first team. And you guys batted several. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we saw yeah, I mean, that I,
1: I think he's a bigger name. He has the highlight plays. He really turned up the scoring in the last month or so of the season. Um, I don't think he like doesn't deserve to be on here at all. But for me, Herb Jones is like already one of the elite defenders in the NBA. I mean, you kind of put him in the same category as Evan Mobley, not in terms of like impact and versatility, but just the ability to like defend at a super high level on a really good team, uh, for the entire season. Like this dude is going to be an all defensive staple for his entire career. I mean, he is just Mm. really, really special. So, um, and you saw the impact in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I know that this technically is not supposed to include playoff performance, but uh, it just goes to show how how impactful he was. So, um, yeah, I just – I love guys like that who just come in and compete at a super high level. And just – because defense is one of those things that's like you have to learn it. And mm-hmm. for him to just like come in and already get it, that's really, really impressive to me.
2: Yeah, I'm 100% agreeing I'm- I don't know. This is just literally I've just thought of now, so maybe I'm I'm wrong and 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 maybe I'm completely incorrect on this. But I I, I wonder if it's harder for a rookie to be positive on the defensive end also than the offensive end in their first mm-hmm. year. And my assumption is it would it would be. And, and to that point, and what, what Will noted there, as, as well as our super uh, super produ- producer rather Joey is saying in the comments, like there should have been. Or Herb Jones had a serious case of making an all defensive team. Mm-hmm.
1: So to think is about, that, is, are those teams out yet?
2: uh yeah i'm not too sure yeah maybe maybe so. like yeah. he
1: he legitimately might be on that
2: yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's true that's true so he, he, assuming he is or isn't like he he's on that precipice already so to be that level of defensive player already i won't quote this, this the numbers that i've seen flying around because i wouldn't be doing them just nor do i remember who, who posted them but the, the the sentiment was that this dude was uh yeah effectively one of the best wing defenders in the NBA irrespective of you know status whether it was a rookie or a ten year vet like he's I mean, he's amongst those names already in terms of you know advanced defensive metrics oh. so for a rookie to come in and be that level of defender to me that's more impressive than some guy getting buckets which you know I don't want to yeah. diminish what Jalen Green can do because not not many rookies can do that but at the same uh-huh. time you're playing on a terrible team like Houston where you can just go out and do your thing offensively whereas Herb is like a key component defensively of what the Pelicans became so uh and the way he was sort of guarding CP3 in playoffs going from Paul to to wings to bigs like his ability to 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 virtually guard 1 through 4 at this point um I'm I'm a very big Herb fan as a lot of people are and just the name Herb more generally what a good name <laughs>
1: Also the nickname is just absolute peak. What's the nickname? Not on herb.
0: Not just on just not herb. on herb. Okay. All right.
1: Him, him and Davion Mitchell just came on came into the league with some of the best nicknames we've heard in the mm. last 10 years.
0: Yeah, I, I was really high on Davion Mitchell. That was that was probably my favorite rookie uh, outside of io uh this year because I followed him in the summer league, man, and watched him in he just completely impressed me. And on the low, guys, I like the Sacramento Kings. Like on the low, I've always liked the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I have no idea, but I've always liked that team. And so just I watched a lot of Kings games. And like I'm just watching in him. 2001. Man. Dude, right? <laughs> hey, again, don't fault me. I don't know. I can't explain it to you. But no, seriously, I used to
1: love watching that team. No
0: clue. Yeah, no, they were beats back then, you know, with Weber and all those guys. Like they were a monster, but I stayed for some reason. And I don't know why. But yeah, I just Bless like you. him so much, man. Thank you. I like him so much. And to the point, that's why Tyrese um, Halliburton became, you know, exp- expendable for them, was because of the play of Davion Mitchell. It wasn't, honestly, it wasn't because of De'Aaron Fox. It was because of Mitchell. And I don't agree with it, <laughs> but that's the reason they sent him out of there, uh, was because of those that play that that young kid provided, man. And, yeah, I just like his game so much, man. And he's just one of those dudes that's just going to come at you all the time and just get on your nerves. And he's got a little offensive game as well, but makes his money on the defensive end, man. So shout out to Mitchell, man. And shout out Herb and all these guys that made the list, but especially shout out Io Dasumu for making this list on the second team. So can't wait to see what you do next year. Coming up, guys, like I said, we're going to talk about LeVar Ball and his comments that he had about Lonzo and Zach Levine. I know Mark K is itching to give his points on that and we will also get into that world famous as sources have said that world famous <laughs> random bulls generator that is definitely coming up but first i gotta tell y'all guys this because will Gottlieb will be mad if i didn't the best way to support chgo is to download that points bed app and use that code chgo when you sign up because if you do that right now you can get two count them two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars but that's not it if you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit you'll receive a free chgo membership which unlocks all of that awesome web content and you'll even get a free t-shirt of your choice from that chgo locker that's two thousand and free bets a free chgo membership and a free t-shirt from that chgo locker all for making more than a fifty dollar deposit at points bet and also matt peck will appreciate this That live NBA same game parlay. For the first time ever, you can build that perfect live NBA same game parlay. You can do that only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, Joey? And we know that you do. Oh, I thought he was going to finish it off, man. But it's all good. He will be saying, because I know that you do. You can boost your live same-game parlays. You can watch live, parlay live, boost live, and party live with PointsBet. And if you're in this beautiful state of Illinois and this wonderful, beautiful city of Chicago, where it's hot as Satan's armpit outside, I'd rather you (laughs) stay inside and download that PointsBet app and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Because once that game starts, you don't just bet. Will leave tell them what they do. You live your bet life. So fresh and exciting. That was exciting. I like that one. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. All right, guys. We got to talk about this. Even though it's a fun Friday, we kind of got to get into this for a second and talk about it. LeVar Ball is back in the media, and he's back making some noise and talking some stuff. Uh, he ended up on David Kaplan's uh, YouTube show called The Recap which is an awesome-ass name, by the way. Shout-out to him for that day. the recap. And he had some things he had to say uh, about Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. Zach, uh, Joey, if you got those quotes, you can put those up there for me, man. Uh, this is LeVar Ball talking about Lonzo and his knee surgery. After they do the surgery on his leg, I'm looking, and I'm like, yo, they got him running and stuff way too fast. It was too early for him to do that. He should have been doing some pool therapy instead of the treadmill or the running he was doing. That's wrong. That's him expressing, you know what I'm saying, his anger with the Bulls and how they rehabbed his son's knee and got them together and thought that, you know, maybe they should be doing a little bit different. Um, Mark <laughs> I'll start with you, man. What are your thoughts on LeVar's statement? Um, do you do you that's hold anything funny. in your heart because he's talking about his son and he's like, maybe I know how to train him a little better or what his knee needs, or is he just that's, a blowout? Uh, that's Dr. LeVar Ball to you, Dave. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I apologize, <laughs> sir. That is my mistake. Please, Mar-K.
2: Oh, Look, uh, um, you know, he's a father. I'm a father. So on some level, I can respect that. But I also think this man is a complete dope, um, who I have zero respect for. So he needs to shut the fuck up <laughs> with respect, Lavar. With respect I say that. I mean, you are not a doctor. You are not an agent. We'll talk about the Levine stuff, maybe. Sure. But to just just shut up. Like and, and like my initial annoyances with Lavar, but then I get a more when I start thinking about it, like who am I truly annoyed at? Am I annoyed at myself for paying attention to this? Am I annoyed at you, Dave, for bringing this topic up? <laughs> Am I annoyed at Kat for having this dope on his program? I think I'm just more generally pretty annoyed about this whole thing. About, like everyone, everyone's pissed me off in this instance. But no, mm. I don't want to hear about Lavar about you know what should or shouldn't be happening from his son's re- rehab. Like who are you to say that Lavar? You know, ultimately, like you are the guy that has said so many stupid things. I can't take anything that you say with you know any purpose at all like maybe he's right on this particular instance but because he says so many stupid shit over the year uh, I, I just can't believe anything that he says whether it's this whether it's the Levine stuff whether it's anything I don't want to hear from you you're a dope please just get off the screen I never want to hear from you ever
0: again please Joey I mean, it, it was worth it Mark Hey, okay? you could be upset at me but it was worth <laughs> it just to hear that I promise you Will oh. Will anything you want to say uh, about LaVar and how he felt about the Bulls rehabbing his son's knee
1: I mean, if you watch him on this show and they did like a YouTube video of it. So if you want to go watch that, you should. He's yeah. just like performing. He's acting. Yes. Like he's just that he's an entertainer. I just like, yes. I don't find him as offensive. If you just look at it through the lens of he's just performing. And he said some stuff that he shouldn't have in terms of like not agreeing with the way that the Bulls medical staff handled uh, the, the rehab. But like. Especially, I don't know if you guys want to get into Levine stuff too, but it's just oh we will. <laughs> he's uh he's just out here entertaining it. like almost reminds
0: me of Kanye, like where he just says stuff mm. to get a rise out of people. Mm. I,
1: I completely like, agree. You don't even with know it. if he
0: believes it. No, I completely I don't think he believes any of it. Like I think he, it's just pure entertainment for him. The man ended up on Monday Night Raw wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Because of this, just he's like going he's back and forth. With artist, and
1: like it's he's a yeah. he's a hot
0: take artist. He's he's a performance artist. Uh another quote he had, had real quick was it's too fast and too hard. And that's when I knew he was not going to be able to play. They're training him the wrong way. That was also what he said about that. But I didn't take any of it seriously, what he said. Um, I think the biggest thing I took out of that was he said his son will be back and healthy next year. I was like, cool. That's really you could have stopped there after that, but he kept going and doing his thing, and yeah, he kept going on. But Dave, that yeah, is what he's, you call he's
1: selective hearing.
0: Yes, correct. You know what I mean? You, you take in what you want to and you leave out the boo-boo. You know what I'm saying? You leave out the rest of that stuff. Um, but you guys mentioned uh, what he said about young Zachary Levine. And that's what has everybody kind of up in arms on Twitter and why Mark K is throwing things and has daggers staring into me right now because he's upset that we have to actually discuss this and talk about this for a second. Uh, Joey, do you have that quote? Uh, you throw that up there for me, man. Lavar Ball, talking about young Zachary Levine. It was it was wild. It was crazy. It was upsetting. I, I had the but, wrong
2: quote in the
1: graphic.
0: Oh, so it's, it's all right.
1: I'm going to have to ad-lib this one.
0: I got your back, man. Basically, he's saying that Zach Levine will not return to the Chicago Bulls. He is going to the L.A. Lakers. Oh, my God. This is shocking around the world. And, of course, Twitter exploded because now LeVar Ball is, is – the agent and is now in the front office of the Chicago bulls for some reason. And everybody just believes that this to be true. Uh Will, I think my reaction was like yours. It was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I kind of just rolled over and went back to sleep kind of thing when I, when I read, when I heard that. sir.
1: Yeah. I kind of went into the summer, especially after Zach's exit interview, just being fully aware that this was going to happen. Okay. There's yeah. going to be teams that leak stuff. He's going to go meet with other teams. People are going to drop their rumors. Like, I'm okay with that. I've accepted that. I know it's going to happen. Um, the fact that it keeps happening, I feel like every time I'm like 1% more, you know, I don't know if it's like worried about him leaving or just like trying to emotionally prepare for him to leave. So mm-hmm. I'm like at 2 or 3% now. Uh, so that's okay. to say like not very concerned at all. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, so we're going to think of LeVar as... Uh, chief orthopedic surgeon at some hospital and also like president of basketball operations at the chicago bulls so yeah good luck to you on that sir yeah mark
2: (laughs) (laughs) this is is my problem with this whole thing now you guys both rightly (laughs) said that this dude is an entertainer and he's just doing this to you know just be a douchebag on tv which is fine like at, at his core that's what he's being and you know a lot of people are doing this this is how they get this is how they make it in the media industry. Like, I mean, you mentioned Stephen A. Smith. Like that dude just says shit just to say stuff. Nick Wright is someone else that does stuff like this. There's a bunch of talking heads that just they just say stupid stuff to get to get, I guess, noticed. Uh, let, let, let's let's put it that way politely. But in this instance, because Levar is Lonzo's father, because Lonzo is, um, Levine's teammate, his backcourt mate, people will assume that At the what the same Lon- agency, the same agency people will assume that this is somewhat sourced and not just some mm. douchebag on Kaplan's show saying some stupid shit. And that's the annoying part about it. Like if, if LeBar was just on the side, just being a douchebag and it, and it carried no weight, then, then it, I wouldn't have an issue with it. But what happens is people take this as gospel of sorts. Now, mm-hmm. um, I, won't, I won't say what I think about those people, but um, it, it is annoying because... It, it just becomes part of the narrative that oh look, Lavar said this. Lonzo is his, you know, his son. He his, his son. His teammates with Zach. Or maybe there's some credibility to this stuff, uh, to the point where you know you get people within the fan base or turning on Zach. You get mm-hmm. people within the fan base sort of going with what Lavar Le, uh, said. And, and LeVar didn't just say that he wants to or that he won't be back in Chicago. He said he will go to the Lakers. Which won – I mean, it theoretically it's possible, but extremely difficult to do given the uh, Lakers cap position and and the fact that it would have to be via a sign-and-trade. And the only way it would really happen via a sign-and-trade is the Bulls taking back Russell Westbrook because the the Lakers aren't giving you Anthony Davis in that transaction. Why the hell would they? So that in itself is just complete lunacy for that to happen. But then, you know, b- beyond that, like vast said, Um, that, you know, Zach isn't happy being the second fiddle behind DeMar DeRozan, and people pick up on that, and then they start banging on about, like, Levine isn't happy with his role. He's not happy mm-hmm. that DeRozan got more love than than Levine this season. And that becomes a narrative in itself. And people believe that sort of stuff. So that's what annoys me that, mm-hmm. like, literally all season, there's been nothing to suggest that Zach is unhappy in Chicago, that he didn't like, you know, playing with DeMar. He didn't like being second fiddle, so to speak, to DeMar, which he he, ne- he wasn't necessarily. Like, to me, it was a 1A, 1B type thing. Maybe it mm-hmm. became a one a one versus two thing towards the back end of the year, because you know Zach was carrying a knee injury, but like there just there's other narratives and issues that sort of come out of this and surface, and it becomes part of the narrative, and it's annoying for that reason because nothing all year has there's been just been no conversation at all that Zach is unhappy in Chicago that he you'd mm-hmm. want to go to the LA uh, go to LA that he wants to be that he has an issue being a second second fiddle in Chicago, but he's going to be okay being the third guy in LA. Like, what are people talking about? Like, that's the shit that annoys me. And like, the reason why it annoys me is that ultimately ultimately filters into my Twitter mentions, and me being an idiot that I am who lives on Twitter all day, can't look away from those things, and mm. I just get annoyed by it all. So that's why LaVar pisses me off. That's why I get annoyed at myself for falling for this. That's why I get annoyed at you, Dave, for bringing this up as a topic. That's why I get annoyed at Cap for having this dope on the show. I'm just annoyed more generally because it pisses me off.
0: Well, let me let me give, take your annoyance back to where it's supposed to be, where you started it at the, <laughs> the beginning of this show, and that's to Matt because we were going to bring this up yesterday, and Matt yeah. absolutely refused. And I yeah. said, "He said I'm not doing it. Do it tomorrow on a Friday, Fun Day when I'm not around." And he knew this would annoy you, sir. So let me take it back to where that annoyance came from for you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> look, I'm happy to blame Peck. and look, bull don't lie in the comments here. He's saying Mark Mark is always annoyed. Yes, I am. There's many things to be annoyed about in this world. There's many things to enjoy in this world. But in this particular instance, it pisses me off. So I'm going to I'm yeah. going to let it be known. I won't say what I was about to say. Continue yes, on. sir.
0: Yes, sir. I got you, mark I got you. But here, here was my thing. Listen, I went, as soon as he said that, comment. this is just where I'm talking about the entertainment factor where I took none of this seriously. As soon as he said this, the very next question Kaplan asked him was, well, who do you want to be on this team if Zach's not here? First thing he says, Jello. <laughs> he wants his son to be on the team. He said because he shoots the three at a higher clip than Zach Levine. Based on what? <laughs> I have no idea. And I'm like, okay, well, I get what you're doing now. Like, your performance piecing, and you're trying to get your son out, out, out here in the league to play with your other son, which he said has been his goal from day one is to get all three of his sons on the same team together. This is just part of his goal of what he's trying to do, man. So, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's him just doing the ball stuff again, man. So, I immediately, like I said, I went back to sleep. Will,
1: if uh, if Lavar wants Leangelo on the bull so bad, they can use a two way spot on him because he's not an NBA player. <laughs> no. But if they want to get all the ball bros together, like LaMelo, be my guest, come come to uh, join us in Chicago here because that would actually be fun. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's just silly. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to say, it's it's just silly. I, I don't really. <laughs> and it's also like, it's just baseless. Like Mark was saying, I mean, it's like all the actual context is Zach wants his respect. That means he wants to get paid. Zach wants to win, but now he wants to be the guy, but that the he wants to be the guy on a team that also has LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, it just, none of it makes sense. So um, I think the, like I said before, he's going to be in the rumors. Teams are going to want him. Teams are going to say that they are going to like move stuff around so they can absorb him, absorb him. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. he is getting the full five-year max. And if that wants, if it's going to be a sign of trade, fine. The Bulls better get something real good back. And if not, then yeah. he should come back because that's what's most likely. And what's best case scenario for the Bulls.
0: Oh, uh, yes. All right. We're done with it. I'm moving on, Markay. I promise you, okay. I won't bring it up again, ever again <laughs> on the show, sir. Wash our hands. Thank you this. for dozing me. <laughs> coming up man we're gonna get into of course that world famous random bulls generator and before we get into that i do want to since Marquez is in an annoyed mood i want to bring him back around and talk about love for a second can I talk about that? I want to get in the love with Marquette for one second, man. But before we do that, just real quickly one more time, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only are you getting those two, count them, two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but... If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all that awesome web content, and you'll even get that free t-shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. And like I said, if you're here in Illinois, in this beautiful state of Illinois, in this wonderful city of Chicago, wherever you are in the state of Illinois, you can download that Points PointsBet app right now, register from your, your account from start to finish, and you can do it all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Mark K, tell him what you do. You live your bet life mm, with the accent. I like it. What's up, new? I, I, was,
2: I was thinking about like, should I do an episode one time where I do an American accent? Do you think that would fly? I've never heard you do an Australian or? accent. You, you've I, heard I him do this, I
0: Oh, okay. No, I'd I, I like to hear this. I've never heard it before, sir. I, sure I don't know if I can. I'm just saying
2: it would, be, it would be amusing, maybe. Or maybe okay. people would just hate it so much that they would turn off. So I, I'm not sure, but I thought I'd throw it in there.
1: Not as amusing Did- as uh, LeVar on, on Cap's show. <laughs> one, one more uh, piece of Zach news before we go, I forgot to mention. Sure. Is that uh, KC Johnson had an article today about Zach and his free agency and just summer in general go check that out. I won't get into like the details because a lot of it's the same as what we just talked about in terms of other teams going to uh, wine and dine him. But um, he also said that he's expected to have his surgery, his arthroscopic surgery early next week. Today's Friday. Mm -hmm. So Monday or Tuesday, I would assume. Um, And it's supposed to be just like a cleanup. So hopefully uh, they're going to fix up whatever loose cartilage
0: he has and he'll be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, the first step towards him coming back and, you know, signing that contract. That's the very first step was getting that knee together. So, yeah, he's doing what he's going according to plan. And don't worry about anything else, guys. Just and unless you put
1: up. Zach in your uh, player generator, then we should be done talking about him for now. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> man. Absolutely right. Oh, man. Mark K, I want to ask you this question because this is on my mind. Will and I were talking about doing the show yesterday. And I asked him, he asked, you know, what do you want to discuss? What do you want to talk about? And I said, actually, I'd like to know when you guys like, fell in love like with the Chicago Bulls. And Will said, he said, you know what? We had this discussion, speaking to you and Will. He said, you guys had that discussion in 2015. And he doesn't remember exactly what you said. And I said, K talked about love. I have got to hear this. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to know, K, when was it that made you, because you being, you know, from Australia, sir, when was it that made you fall in love, like, with the Chicago Bulls?
2: Well, firstly, I have no idea about that conversation that Will and I had. So <laughs> I think it was—I happened...
1: think it was on Dennis Podman, a real long time ago.
2: Oh wow, okay, yeah, that was a long time ago. I can't remember yesterday, let alone you know five, six, seven years ago. Um, but to answer your question, Dave, like um, I, I guess I am a bandwagon of sorts. Um, you know, being an international basketball fan, and I think you know whether they're in the, the comments now, uh, watching us on on YouTube, whether there's people listening, a lot of international fans became fans of the bulls because of what the bulls were in terms of you know Michael Jordan where they were situated in terms of the global marketplace in terms of sports mm-hmm. those sorts of things the way the way uh Jordan and those bulls those 90 90s bulls, bulls team sort of made basketball this global game that it already is now mm-hmm. uh you know in that sense I jumped on the bandwagon that yeah uh, at that time um you know being an impressionable kid growing up in the 90s getting into basketball just more generally You know, uh, we didn't necessarily have a lot of access to the NBA, but from what we did, there were certain things that that pierced through, like like Jordan, like those Charlotte Hornets teams, those Knicks teams, those Lakers Mm -hmm. teams, all that sort of stuff. (laughs) Air Christian in the comments here saying, you know, Steve Quartermain hosting the one NBA game per week. Now, I'm not expecting a lot of you uh, US guys to understand who Steve Quartermain is, but for me and Air Christian and any other Australian Bulls fan or, you know, just more generally like international fans, a lot of us came to to Chicago. Uh, not, not to say I've been to Chicago, but became we, right. we, we became Chicago fans because of Jordan. But I was still a young kid at that time. I wasn't. I didn't have access to a lot of Bulls basketball. So whilst I was a Bulls fan, let's say, because uh, because I knew who Jordan was, because I knew the the awesome logo, all that sort of stuff, I became a diehard probably in the early two thousands uh, when things were really really bad and part of that was because you know the internet became a thing and i had access Mm -hmm. to the internet at that time um and you know still continuing my fandom for the bulls i I started to grow from there but unfortunately it was just it was after the uh it was after the the jordan era and Mm -hmm. into that really bad bad rebuild but I guess to answer your question, what made me love the Bulls was the uh the turnaround when Paxson and, and Heinrich came in, which is maybe mm-hmm. ironic, me saying that Very. I love the John Paxson team <laughs> given my I can't stance from John Paxson. But um, you know, those first four, five, six, seven years of that Paxson era, whether it was the baby bulls into the Rose stuff, that was just amazing. And then like that that's what made me fall in love with the Bulls that that yeah. first Kirk Heinrich era uh, year, rather, what that became with when Lowell um, and Ben Gordon became part of the team, like those teams, yeah. that that's what made me become a diehard. And um, ever since then, I've just wanted to always connect with people and talk about this team. And for me being a afar, like it had to be done by the internet, like just constantly on forums online talking about the Bulls, which then, you know, grew into... You know, blogging about the Bulls, which then grew into podcasting and tweeting about the Bulls. So I just constantly want to talk about this team. They're always on my mind, for for better or worse. Even if I am annoyed about them in certain situations, mm-hmm. but but it is all love, Dave. Like I love this team. I love talking about this team. I love talking to you know whether it's you guys, or whether it's uh, people on Twitter, whatever it may be. I just love talking about this Bulls of uh, this Bulls team because I, I love the Bulls, and that's how it came to
0: be. Mm-hmm. that's an amazing answer man you're tearing oh, up man for real that was, that was awesome like seriously that was really awesome i, I appreciate that aspect you know again because it's you not being from here i'm always curious as to how you can grow like that kind of love and you know not really touch it you know what i mean or see it up close uh yeah that's why i'm amazed by that
2: yeah it's weird man like i've got this affinity for a city that i've never ever been to that i may never ever go to i hope to um, that would be great. But I, I don't know if that will ever happen. Um, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But well, assuming no. that were to happen, I would have never been to Chicago. I'm on the other side of the world, as our friends in, you know, Sea Red UK are, uh, you know, as a, as a lot of people that are tuning into this, like there's so many international Bulls fans. Like it's crazy to, to think of how many Bulls fans there are across the world. And yeah. I'm hoping you guys in Chicago know that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this, this team is massive, which is why it always annoyed me when they operated like a small market team, That uh, didn't necessarily realize how big of a a global presence they were um but yeah like through those lean years through those tough years and and this is me maybe being a little bit um going back to the love piece but like Mm. what kept me coming back to it was you know the people that i I had met through through the bulls um and not necessarily through the bulls but you know you know what i mean like being fans of the same team right like Connecting with Will, connecting with you, Dave. Like that's the sort of stuff that keeps coming back to why you keep coming back to the Bulls, even when they're <laughs> going through some lean years. Let's say, like we've sort of recently experienced in the in the not too distant uh, past. Let's say it, it's who you meet along the way, and you all have this uh, same affinity for. Uh, you know a random team that you guys live and you, you can go to the games whenever we'll you want. one but for for me for Sea red uk or whoever it may be you know air christian in the comments here all these other people in in the comments who's listening who are international balls fans like you have this affinity for a team that you may never even get to see but you know part of it is the team itself but part of it is like literally who you meet along the way and uh yeah i, I i just love talking about this team um in part because it's it's awesome who you get to meet and who you get to talk to uh and and who you get to connect with about this team and uh that's my way of saying i love you dave and i love you will and i love you too joey (laughs)
0: love you too markay that's awesome man that is awesome and i'll say this
1: too uh i don't know if, if that makes you a bandwagon fan you like picked your team and rode with them and you are absolutely not a fair weather fan because you watched every single game from 2016 to 2021, and at a, you like the. We've talked about it before. The hours that you have to stay up to watch this team exactly. internationally. I mean, to have such an incredible international fan base stick through a five-year, not just like rebuild because they didn't actually like really build anything. Just five years of being absolute shit is i mean it's a testament to how incredible the brand is and how incredible the jordan era was because that is really what captured the like the entire world's imagination of like what nba fandom what nba greatness is
2: yeah yeah <clears> 100 <throat> and, and yeah. look there's, there's a couple things that annoy me uh, well, a lot of things that annoy me here we but, go <laughs> uh, one one thing that really annoys me is when people question my fandom um mm. because to your point will like the 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 lengths that international fans have to go to to follow this team is exorbitant to the point where, you know, maybe it costs you certain things, whether it's professionally, whether it's personally, you know, you've got less time for friends and family. Let's say because you're you're too addicted to watching watching the Bulls. You know,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. we're talking right now. It's nine thirty a.m. for me. I could be out, you know, going for a run. I could be out playing with my son, but I'm talking to you guys about this about this Bulls team, Mm -hmm. and that's for me here. But, you know, what, what are other international guys doing? Some of them are staying up at freaking like 3 a.m. in the morning to watch this team. Like, it's crazy. Um, so so one thing that annoys me is people saying, you know, you, you don't like this team. You, you're not actually a fan of this team. Like, no, I, I love this team. Yeah. <laughs> I put in a lot of time for this team. But, um, yeah, I, look, I, I could keep ranting about this. I won't. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's all love. Um, I love yeah. this team. I love talking about this team. And, um, yeah, I just love conversing with everyone about this team.
0: Yeah, real quick, what Will stated, like, this is not the bandwagon thing at all because you saying you stayed after the championship years and you still were riding along with the Bulls, that's not bandwagon stuff, bro. Like, definitely, most respect to you, and I love you too, Mark. Of course I do. (laughs) So, let's do this very quickly because that was awesome, but that was worth it. But we're going to do this quickly, man. Let's get into that random Bulls generator. And, Mark K., sir, I want you to go first. Is your very first time on here doing this. So we're going to go with you first to go ahead and pull that lever and show us the random bull that you selected, sir. Please.
2: Oh, let's pull that lever. Bang. Mm. What we got going here, boys?
0: Wow. Okay. Uh what? I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> really? That my accountant? I don't, I don't know who this is. Um Oh, man. I'm going to uh, It's not Dollyborg. Um Come on, guys! Come on! Oh, is the, is he from Australia?
2: I can't give away clues like this. Okay, is, this, all right,
0: on. fair enough. Um, I'm sorry, Mike, you got me on this one, man. I don't know who this is, sir. I like. Well, that. I reckon Rashik is in the top
1: left corner there, the, the and <laughs> Joey, that was that's a nice touch.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, well, look, it is Australian. I, I thought I'd keep the Australian theme going. There have been a number of Australians that have played for the Bulls. I think it's four of them, in at least at the top of my head. Uh, yeah, like obviously, we now. all know Luke Longley. Uh, he's the most of uh, famous of the Australian Bulls. Let's say the guy on the screen is less famous, <laughs> didn't okay. necessarily stick around that long, but um, he was part of the post Jordan era, let's say, what, what I spoke about when I sort of got into this team at a diehard level. Um, when things were really bleak, so maybe that's why you don't remember him. He Didn't stick around long, but uh, that's Australian big man Chris
0: Anstey. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Now that is a blast from the past. Wow. Yeah. Well, Australian
2: I basketball royalty, Chris Anstey.
0: I haven't heard that name since I heard that name. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, man. Oh, Wow. That,
2: I thought for sure you'd get it just because you, you assumed I would uh, be picking an Australian or something like that, and because there have been so few that maybe you would remember. But at the same time, um, I, <laughs> I understand why you don't remember.
0: I got two. I know Cameron and I, and I know Luke. I got those two down. They're 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 set. But wow, that was well done. That was well done. I, that was awesome. I don't even have nothing to say on that, man. But we
1: got to keep he it. Played, going. Uh, he played so. seventy three games when I was seven years old. So. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give myself a pass on this one.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Ancy, man. Shout out to him. You go ahead. I'm not
1: even sure I'm going to remember who I picked, but go ahead, Joey.
0: Go ahead and hit that lever, sir. Pull that right on down. I don't know if you can top that right there. Oh, okay. Oh. (laughs) Oh. That is random. His whole face is random.
2: Yeah, I got nothing. Straight away, I'm like, nah, I got no idea. (laughs) (laughs) He's not even wearing a Bulls jersey in that pick.
0: Yeah, this guy like, must have right, been. Uh, this guy barely
2: have played him, because he's not even in you know, like a. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Why, exactly did you, right. why did Why did you pick him? Because his career with the Bulls is the most Tony St- Tony Snell stat line that you will ever see. Just all zeros, like it is. uh He played two minutes in one game in 2013-14. Oh, Come on, we and don't. he recorded one foul, and that is it.
0: That's <laughs> not fair. We... <laughs>
1: Oh no, dude, I put up those stuff. This, this was there purely to stump you guys, and his name is Jarvis Varnado.
0: Dude, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Marque? I okay, <laughs> like I would not have known that human no. being ever. No. Wow, then I did my job. You did your dude, job very well, sir.
2: Does uh, that qualify as a bull? Like, this is a set? Two and minutes there should be some quality, some criteria here, like that you have to play at least a minimum of fifty minutes per season or something like that. <laughs> at, least, at least play like at least I was told there were no rules.
0: Games, but we you're wanna, right. we move
1: the goalposts and institute some <laughs> rules for next week. Be my guest. I, I, rules I, was, I was given no guidelines for this. So I picked Jarvis <laughs> Varnado. Shout out to you. And your Jarvis two minutes Varnado. as a Chicago bull.
0: Wow. Shout out to you, Jarvis man. Oh my god. I have no idea who this human being is. All right. I'm going on this. Um come on, Joey. Hit me up with this, sir. Give me my random bulls generator, please. Ladies, Ooh. just you know that face right there. You might I wish you had a picture of him with some hair. You might know him better with, with hair on his head. He looks like a chuck,
1: but I don't know.
0: <laughs> you might know him yeah, a little man. bit better, man. It might be a thing, man. Marque, you got any, any idea? No, man. No. Uh no. okay. Oh man, I can't believe I stumped y'all with that. one. I thought this would be an easy one to get. Honestly, um, well, that is Bulls legend Trenton Hassel. Oh, that's Trent Hassel. Yes, that doesn't look like that's him. Like you, you might recognize him with hair. Like I remember him with hair when he was here with the Bulls. Yeah, ball till he left. But Trent, has- he looks like, and it does not look like that. Yeah, ah. with the Nets, he did when he was with the Nets. He he definitely looked like that, but. Yeah, Trenton Hassel was a player I definitely liked on the Chicago Bulls. He was a defender. You know, that's yeah. what his job was, to get out there and defend, period, and point Blake, He was a starter. I liked what he did. And even in yeah. his career when he left the Bulls, you know, he went to Minnesota yeah, on that team that went to the uh, conference finals for the very first time during KG's year when he yeah, won it. year. Yeah, he had a great time. So respect to Trenton Hassel, man. Yeah.
2: I, I remember Trent Hassel, and I remember with him. Yeah. I remember him with the Bulls. I remember with him with the Timberwolves. for whatever reason that that picture stumped me completely. I'm gonna blame Joey. I'm, I'm not. In, I don't believe that's Trent Hassel. I'm gonna blame Joey that he's just picked some <laughs> random dude and put, I, put him in. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like that was the era that I started watching this team, like becoming yeah. a diehard, as I spoke about before. Like he was part of those teams. So, yeah, good one, Dave. Good one. Thank you, So Good you know, I think we should.
1: Uh, everybody we should make it. some rules about this for
0: next time because I'm. Um... <laughs> Yes, we blame Joey. I'm not that's good at this. We blame Joey, man. That's that's our thing. But yes, we're gonna get out of here. That was a fun show. That went very fast, and it didn't even feel like it. But that was awesome to do, man. Joined by our guy Mark K. You can follow him at MK Hoops. Our guy Will Gottlieb. You can follow him at Won't Gottlieb. Will you be safe? Because I know you got travels ahead of you, sir. Please be safe. Can't wait to talk to you on Tuesday with with the background. I'll just picture sun and water in your background for some reason, dog. It's very,
1: very far south Brazil, so they're turning into winter. It's getting cold.
0: I'm going from winter to winter here. Well, you have fun, man. You have a good time. And make sure you get back here safely. And, yeah, we'll see you Tuesday. Talk some more Bulls with all of you guys out there. Thank you for enjoying what we do. Make sure you sign up at PointsBet, y'all. Use that code CHGO to sign up and live your bet life and get yourself some money. Enjoy the game tonight. Dallas and Golden State. That should be a fun one. I'm hoping Luca drops 50 because they said he was sick. So I hope he pulls out a flu game on everybody. That would be absolutely cool. Sitting in for our guy, Matt Peck. I am Big Dave. You can follow Did me a at great job. Thank you, Will. It's very kind of you to say. And I love all y'all. Y'all be cool, y'all. We out. Peace.